You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Um, great challenge, you know, going up against a great team. They have tremendous players. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for us. Um, Definitely to go out there, prove what we've been working for, and to let let everyone know that that we have been working for something that uh, on the big stage we can play. News team, assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Presented by the Choctaw Casino and Resort in Durant. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew. Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, we are back. It is the unofficial 4-Day podcast here from Soonerscoop.com with the entire gang. Joining us, and it is our first postseason unofficial 40, which the uh, Sooner coaches have been out on the road recruiting. Oklahoma has won the Big 12 championship. We're waiting on Kyler Murray to possibly win another Heisman Trophy uh, over the weekend as that gets ready to go on. And uh, uh, I want to remind you guys, uh, the unofficial 40 brought to you by the Choctaw Casino in Durant. Just a fantastic place to go and enjoy uh, a weekend or a night. Uh, just over in Durant, not far. If you're listening from Dallas, it's only about a little over an hour drive from you in Oklahoma City. Uh, Tulsa, it's just a couple of hours down the road. But it is a fantastic casino if you've never been there. Great dining, 1832 Steakhouse. Uh, they've got the district. Uh, if you want to go get just a, a burger or something, uh, go go uh, to the bowling alley, go watch a movie, uh, go to the sports bar. But uh, La Cantina for uh, Mexican food. they got the Grand Cafe, Gillies. All kinds of stuff. Plus, just a great hotel, great place to stay, uh, very reasonable rates. I've stayed at uh, some casinos in this state, and it is really, really expensive. Uh, but uh, over in Durant, it's a great stay. Uh, they got the, the Choctaw Lodge, the Choctaw Spa Tower, uh, which is fantastic. So Choctaw Casino and Resorts, they make this all possible. So thank them. Uh, go support them as well. All right, guys. Uh, Josh, Eddie, Bob, myself, we are all here today. And uh, I don't know where you guys want to start first. I mean, I guess we should start by kind of wrapping up the Big 12 championship by the Sooners. Uh, Kyler Murray, of course, a big night for him because what he did and then what happened with Tua later on uh, where he got hurt and just didn't play well. Uh, But, uh, boy, this sets up a really interesting weekend. Once again for the Sooners, I guess everybody don't be – I guess my message is don't be spoiled. I mean, you're – you're getting to this time of year, and you're just like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we win a Big 12 championship, and then we go to the Heisman, and then we go to the college football playoff. Like, it's incredible that the same exact scenario is happening two years in a row. We know how to cover it this time, right? Yes. We had a practice run last year. We're well-versed. And we, I would still argue that we won at the Rose Bowl. Uh, we did as a media group. Teams was the ones that it up for everybody. How so? Well, they lost. Well, I mean, you just enjoyed the Rose Bowl. No, yeah, saying? I thought it was awesome. It was very good. It, it was, was cool. one of the better trips that we've uh, taken. They do it upright. 
And I, you were, I would agree. You were blown away by your first trip to Pasadena, Yeah, you? I thought it was awesome. L.A. was Pasadena awesome. is unbelievable. Very cool place. Uh, we've been to Miami together, right? Yeah. Have we not? Yeah, because we went for uh, Syracuse. Or, uh, Syracuse. Oh, Clemson. 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 I'm thinking yeah. Orange. And I've been to Miami before orange. that, too. Went to you the, went when Sam played as a student? I went to the Florida game and then the USC game. So I'm 0-3 watching OU play uh, football in Florida. Actually, no, they're 1-3. We're, one we're three. accepting offers, one but not and three, Cedetti. 1-3. I just said, I am 1-2 at national championship game. They won in Tallahassee. Did you go so. to the Russell Athletic Bowl? Uh, no, okay. I did not. That's the only OU game I haven't been to in probably, I would say, 15 years. Carrie was there and is still haunted by it. Same, same here. It was terrible. Yeah, like everybody went. Kersey went off on it this week. Like how much he hated it too. Yeah, he calls it the, the Walmart sweat sweat. It was the Russell bowl. Athletic Bowl at the time, mm-hmm. and he refers to it as the. It's just so stupid. It's so ridiculously expensive to go to Orlando in the first place, as we're probably going to find out uh, for the uh, Under Armour All American game, and uh, then you get there and you don't have any kind of media at all. I mean, it's stupid. And you don't win your way into the game. You fall into yeah. it because you sucked. Poor a West Virginia. Bit. Like, like they, exactly, they, they fell into so it. so much of a better season than to end up at that damn bowl. Three weeks ago, West Virginia was a legit playoff contender. And now they're there. So you don't go. No fans show up because no one, you don't embrace going to that And you want to kill game. yourself by the time you get there with all the families on the flights out to Orlando. And I've heard that Orlando you, Airport's the worst place in the entire world. I'm coming at this it's from bad. a dad's angle. Can you imagine Disney World the week of that with all the West Virginia folks rolling in? <laughs> That's going to be a special place in the Magic Kingdom. But, I mean, even for the fans, families. Even for the fans. I mean, West Virginia's probably not terrible, but, like, if you're coming from... That's an expensive bowl to go to, and it's not any good. Yeah, that, and it's like the epitome of your season was shitty. Congratulations, you and, get to go to the or- And Orlando. guess what? When you drive out to that stadium, you're driving through a war zone. Yes, you are. It's a, all the all the the closed down apartment buildings are boarded up. And I was stuff. glad we were in a shuttle, except for Apopka, which is a lovely, lovely town. Ty Darlington will beat your ass. Brought if home you don't the say. Darlingtons, yes. <laughs> so no, it's uh, I, we know what to do. It's going to be a fun week down in uh, Miami, and it's going to be interesting because I after we uh, after we, I guess, called it a night on Saturday. I was extremely triggered at the thought that OU was going to be left out, but I I think I we played ourselves as far as thinking that was actually even a possibility. It was just a bunch of talking heads. I was on a show in Alabama this morning, and they were kind of like, OU Humble. fans were confident they were getting in, right? And I was like, I, I mean, kind of? But there was still, I mean, like, Herb Street came out so strong, and I only, I really, I didn't see his stuff until I'd already listened to you guys the next morning, because... As as Twitter was aware, I, I got pretty uh, I got in pretty good shape on Saturday <laughs> night. So uh, I um, yeah, you were fighting with people. You turned into yeah, me I, all of a yeah. sudden. I, I I I'm super not a mean drunk, but apparently I'm a mean Twitter drunk. I, I don't know what that is. I went at Mike Farrell. I went at the you went the, you Mike Farrell. Yes, he did about Calcaterra. Oh God. He he asked. He made a comment about why because Riley got kind of choked up in the post game. I I don't know if you guys have seen that. You probably have. You watched the game. Um. But he made a comment of, and some about why it was so hard because Riley said something about, oh, it's been a tough year, it's been a trying year, or something like that. And nobody says shit for, like, hours. And, I'm like, and I thought it at the time, and I was like, not going to say it, not going to say it. Like, five whiskeys later, I'm like, because he started an uh, offensive tackle at tight end. And 
you know, of course, all the OU fans are the only ones that get the joke, and they're like, ah, they're dying. But I was like, I kind of regret that the next day. The other part was just funny, but, you know, I'm not going to give that dude any time. I just don't know what the f- Kirk Herbstreet was talking about. Like, Man, he was, was really strange. How did that, how did he, it was so, I don't understand it still. I don't get it. And then his tweet Monday, I mean, that's to a much lesser extent when he didn't have OU in his top five of Saturday and Kyler in his top five from Saturday. Just really weird how he kind of made a dramatic turn. Yeah, it seemed like there was an axe he was grinding, and I don't know if if Lincoln is not giving him the same type of Access that he was used to with Bob. I mean, that goes through your that's head. Just such a weird play. If that's his, if that's really what he's doing, like I honestly, he kind of doubled down. I think this morning on a show that I saw that I think he really thinks that Georgia should have been in it. Which my response to that is, how many times do they have to lose before no you shit. say, okay, well, maybe not. I mean, but no, I mean, but we don't losses? need to see that game again. But maybe the they are. Game. Maybe they are the best team, uh, one of the four best teams. But they they clearly cannot beat Alabama because they were down fourteen and facing a backup quarterback and they still lost. That's the thing. That's the thing that I don't get is they lost. I, I don't I don't understand how we can sit here and pretty much stand for a team that got beat. That makes no sense. There was Kirk up Street wanted 14. a team that got beat to move up spots in the college football play right, two losses with two losses because he's the only one that has georgia not playing bama again he had it clemson versus georgia so to him that felt fresh he's basing everything about what we know about college football based on whether or not you can beat alabama it's so strange who whose quarterback played terrible and lost the heisman and probably lost the heisman i that's the biggest thing to me the playoffs is one thing i think everybody thought he was gonna get in the kyler murray Ascension into the lead for the Heisman it's going crazy. into Saturday. I when was the last time this ever happened? Is it's unprecedented for a guy to move up so much in two weeks? Or maybe was I just naive in thinking that there was no way fifteen days ago that Kyler could win this thing? And was the gap closer than we all really thought? I, I just don't understand how over the last two games people have now said okay. And how does Vegas? How do those numbers? I think that's what I'm caught up on, the numbers situation as far as how did all of a sudden Vegas just decide this guy's our leader now? Like that doesn't I bet, make sense. I bet part of it was that Vegas had not gotten a lot of action during the year on the Heisman. And then it all starts funneling. And then in. all of a sudden it's like, okay, there's a shot for us to get some action on this now. Then that kind of makes me not worry, but I think everybody is thinking, but that I mean, it's they don't. They deal. don't. They're they're not into the business of losing money, though. They that's wouldn't put saying. out a line. That's what I'm saying. That's that's what makes me think that he's going to win it. That's the only thing that makes yeah. me think he's going to win it is the fact that Vegas is never wrong on this kind of stuff. They're not going to get taken to the bank just for the fun of it. Yeah. What is Tua's Heisman moment? I he doesn't have Jalen Hurts' touchdown. Jalen Hurts' yeah. touchdown. But Getting I don't hurt, know yeah. if I get caught up in the. I mean, we kind of talked about it this morning, Bob. What is Kyler's Heisman moment? I guess that he has a bunch of various Heisman moment games in a way, but like, I think the moment for me would be Texas, and they got beat in the game. What the, the run, five yard run? Because yeah. that that kind of officially closed that gap that they had been chasing all day. Yeah. But they still lost the game. It was it, at the time. It was 
the most the the biggest swing in a game that had happened. I mean, it, for the entire year, that was the the most momentum changing right. play he made all season. Absolutely. But the thing is, he made so many He's damn plays so in so many, many games. Right. I mean, well, I, I think the easy I mean, argument the is, is how, like, many, how many games does OU win if he's not the quarterback? I think they're seven and four at best. It's not, but see, that's part of it too. But to me, the biggest argument is that that OU needed Kyler Murray more than Alabama needed Tua. Absolutely, they just, needed just look Jaylen at Saturday. Yeah. yeah, look at Saturday. That's the perfect well, example. From mid-third quarter on, could that game have played out any better for Oklahoma? Not only did Alabama come back and win and pretty much cemented OU's spot in the playoffs, but also Jalen Hurts coming in and being the one that led Alabama back puts the whole Tua thing into question. Now, it shouldn't be. Tua's a great player. But it, it drives home what we've been talking about on the pod and what a lot of people have brought up. Alabama would still be 12-0 and without Tua Tagovailoa. Like, that, that wouldn't change anything. But they're better with him, but they'd still pretty much be who they are, and OU would be nowhere near where they are. I'm just I, I'm I'm a little bit upset uh, the fact that now that Texas is going to get a bigger recruiting bump off of the postseason than Oklahoma now. Because they're going to the Sugar Bowl and they're not gonna go play Alabama and get their heads kicked in. <laughs> I was warned this was coming, so I'm ready for it. Wait, the what? problem's going to be oh, jo- Texas Bob. is going to get their head kicked in. Yeah. Texas is a god-awful matchup for Georgia. Georgia will beat that ass. Are they, though? I don't think are they, they will. Are they, though? Oh, they will. If, if, no, Georgia I'll doesn't. that back. Does if Georgia want to be there? If it, yeah, exactly. This could be just like the Alabama Sugar Bowl. This is going to be a where, Super Bowl for Texas. Is Texas, yeah. is Texas the same team as LSU, essentially, but a little better on offense? And a, and a little worse, on, worse defense. on defense. Right. A lot worse on defense. So I think they're pretty evenly matched, even if they both want to be there. Oh, I don't I don't think so. I Because, I, look, Georgia's offensive line, one of the few offensive lines in the country that stacks up with Oklahoma. They're not going to yeah. pressure from at all. Yeah, but you know what? As much as uh, – okay, so, boy, the, the Brecken Hager thing. Brecken-Hager. Well, let's, let's take a little tangent, <laughs> side tangent there. Uh, the stuff he was putting out on social media where he's holding a knife. I don't know how many people that are listening saw because he put he, he took it down pretty fast. But I knew people that were like watching his account and grabbing things. Uh, but apparently he punched a mirror or something. I don't know if he sliced his hand up with that knife or whatever. He sliced his hair. I think he, I don't want to make I think fun he of the guy. Sliced like, his scary. hand punching like, him. No, no, like, no. Concerned for him. That was the thing. Like after no. I put up all that Cole Kubelik he's stuff, he's too soft to do anything. After I put up that Cole Kubelik stuff, and everybody started piling on, oh, it's one thousand percent worth it. I, I haven't everything. even I haven't looked at how many likes or retweets that ended up getting. But like I and after I saw those, I legitimately thought, what if we wake up tomorrow and Brecken Hager's killed himself? Because yeah. I thought uh, that that was a possibility. Yeah, that that's scary stuff. Like and. Don't get me wrong, I, I think he's a knob and there's all these things about him. Dude doesn't need to die because he had a terrible football game. Like and talk too much trash leading in. Like that that that's not where I'm at in this world. But God, that's I mean like that's scary. That's legitimately like something's not right with you. I don't think there's much right with him to begin with. That's probably fair. But Okay. Okay, when can we start making carry, fun of him then? Get, I was excited to get to something a little funnier about it. Did Cole Kubelik know that literally it was every one of those was Breckenhager? I don't know. 
I that's he had to. Have I can't remember a time a guy just getting his ass whooped like wow. Brecken Hager did. I mean wow. that that for me was just it was slightly erotic. That Cody Ford clip. He th- he. That's that's literally that's that what I would imagine he would do to me. Yes, that, that's ex- what. Well, I, and I I came to it because I was thinking about it. Like he, Hager's a little taller than I am, but other than that, we're phys- I mean, like he's a healthy. 20, uh, 20 year old athlete, but just physical size, like ability to throw me, it's fairly comparable. I'm like, that's what that man would do to me. Like, and that's that's scary to think that there's people out there that could throw me around like like a little nothing. And that's exactly what he did to Hager. That the Ford video, that's like that's just a man losing his whole. Like, you're not even a football player anymore. Just you've lost everything. I he shouldn't be a, he shouldn't be a defensive lineman. Mm-mm. I mean that that more than any like I think Texas defense is decent, but that's the biggest the, the biggest indictment on that defense is that he's a defensive end for them. Like they can't do better than that. There's no way that there is no way Tom Herman allows him to look him in the eye anymore. <laughs> no more kisses for you. No more like yeah you have to you might not even be allowed to come around the facility. Even though you're graduated. <laughs> Excommunicated? Yeah, basically. For, I mean, you, for I, all you Catholics? I would have... You got to take some drastic steps after you, something like that happens. What if he, like... What if Brecken, with the knife, goes after Zach Smith? And that that's going to be, like, his... That's his going to be his... Um, Atonement. Way. There we go. Couldn't get there. I was going with abstinence, and I was like, that's not the right word. That's I would, not what I would, at all. I would if, start. If that's the case, then we know that Tom Herman and Brecken have been <laughs> And not, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I No, just, there is. There, there absolutely what do you mean? is. You what can do you get mean? fired as a coach if you're having sexual relationship with your players. Uh, this is 2018. He's... Maybe get a little no, bit more No, those woke, rules Harry. haven't changed. Maybe get a little bit more woke. <laughs> Broaden those your horizons. Those rules have not Broaden changed. your horizons just a little bit. This is about you being too close-minded, Carrie. <laughs> that's, that's what this is. It's 2018. Things, things happen. <laughs> Eddie's being fake millennial right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, they got to at least, like, don't they have to start uh, having metal detectors at the facility now? Well, I think that it was more at his place. That was just that whole thing was weird. He's a weird dude. I mean, some of the shit that he said, it's very obvious that he's a weird guy. So, I had a, it. It was all very strange. But I was he, happy to see that he got his ass whooped. He wrote a check his ass couldn't catch. Absolutely, that's that's the only way to put it. And it was beautiful. So that was disturbing. I mean. It, his play, his actions afterwards, his Instagram—it was all disturbing. And I, and, and the only thing I hated about the Instagram is it took away my enjoyment of watching those guys kick his ass. Kind of made me enjoy it more. This trickle down spiral that it had caused. So uh, Oklahoma comes out of the Big Twelve Championship, winners four times. Josh, do you have any immediate thoughts that you wanted to share from the game? I know we didn't get to talk to you afterwards, but kind of unfolded the way that you thought, or. Um, it, not in the way, I mean, OU's offensive line, I don't know what to make of that performance. Like, I don't know if that was just, they were just off that day. Cause like I went back and watched it for the idiot and it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Like there would just be a little misfire here or this guy got a little too wide on this block. You know, like it was, 
it was little stuff that you weren't that you wouldn't say, okay, that's what they've been doing all year. It just you know like it's almost like when a great player just he's just off that day, kind of like um, Kyler Murray for a good chunk of that first half when it just he was it wasn't bad. He was just not quite himself. And that's what the offensive line looked like, especially in the run game, all four quarters. Like, they just couldn't quite get off the mat. And, you know, like, but at the same time, you see them doing stuff like we, we talked about what they did to Hager. I mean, there was there was plenty of good. And so I think that's just, that's going to be obviously something they can't afford to do against Alabama. You have an off day, and Oklahoma can't run the ball at all against Alabama. Uh, that That's going to be a huge problem. But we'll get into all that. But, no, I mean, by and large, I thought it was a pretty good game because Oklahoma kind of got hit in the mouth. And unlike the first game, I thought they bounced back and really became the aggressor as the game went on. Texas Texas doesn't – I mean, they don't play Oklahoma like everybody else. Like, they, they kind of make it difficult for you to find someone to block. I mean, um, and they're really good. I mean, they're always mindful of, you know – getting off blocks and, and getting after the ball carrier. Like, you saw plays where guys were engaged, uh, and OU's offensive lineman probably did a poor job of not keeping people engaged because I think they feel like when guys, you know, start running backwards or sideways, like, that they've won, where they're just getting off the blocks and, and getting to the ball carrier. Like, they swarm to the football, really. I'm, I'm impressed by Texas' defense in that, in that way. And they, they will hit you in the mouth. Yeah, I, there's no doubt about that. They play hard. Orlando's done a good job with him. Absolutely. They ain't soft. Which is weird because their head coach is soft a little bit. He thinks he's hard, but he really isn't. I guess he just he's is so, really good. He makes good. you so uncomfortable in the post game. Like I don't I know what time. he's doing. I like I just is look he at him like, gonna cry? Is he? What are you bitching? Is he moaning? What's he doing right now? Well, if they if they would have won, he would have been arrogant and over the top, happy, probably complimented OU a million times, and they got beat, and he acts like a little bitch. The thing about you know not seeing other teams and not like Nick Saban went to bat for Georgia, and of course they won, so it was easier okay, for him. And he voted Georgia five. Yeah, so he, well, he his went SI, to bat. His SID voted. <laughs> his SID voted. You're talking about Saban? Yeah. Does Herman have a vote? Uh, I don't remember. I didn't Mike even Gundy look at does. what the coaches voted. I don't know. I I never look at those things because I don't think they're actually voted on. But it doesn't matter because it doesn't doesn't affect the yeah. Who yeah. makes it in? That's the my thing with all this all the shit that coaches spend time politicking against. Why don't they just stand up and say, we're not doing this anymore, period? Like, it there's nothing to make anymore, them yeah. do it. He has a vote. Tom Herman. You want to know what he voted? Yeah. Look at that. He had OU ninth. <laughs> Did he really? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> he had OU four. <laughs> Alabama one, Clemson two, Notre Dame three, Oklahoma four. Damn you almost Eddie. had him. You almost had Damn him. Damn you, Eddie. Let's see if you you should have let that go. Just a full-on triggered carry. Texas 14, Texas, uh, West Virginia 15, nothing really crazy. Iowa State 24. Yeah. Yeah, he does right. have a vote, though. So he's only a douche in, he's a, he's only a douche in public. Well, again, I, he's just, I don't know. He, it is what it is. He, I don't think he's a very good person. But See, like, I me. gained so much respect for Gary Patterson after last year. Like, 
he was like, good luck playing them. Yeah, he said yeah. it again this year. Yeah, yeah, he said it again this year. Like, he I think actually, he understands from a defensive perspective. You know what it is? Is Tom Herman a little bit jealous of Lincoln Riley as far as... I know this would be... Being like, considered the offensive genius right. and all that. Like, I know that will probably be perceived wrongly in Austin, but... I could see there being a little bit of jealousy because Lincoln Riley's kind of the golden boy. He's going to have two Heisman trophies, two Big 12 championships, two college playoff appearances. I mean, and he didn't take a over one a, draft pick at quarterback. A number one draft pick And he didn't have to and, take over a program in shambles. And everybody loves him. Is There's not a person the out NFL there that doesn't him. like Riley. Yeah. Except Riley. for Tom Herman. <laughs> exactly. Like I think that there is some kind of little jealousy or... I don't know. It, it's just kind of weird. Save for um, what's his name that took over at Miami after Butch Davis left? Um, oh, uh, Manny Diaz? Coker? No, no, no. Coker? The head coach, old oh. guy, glasses. Larry Coker. Um, Larry Fedora, not Larry Fedora. Um, Shannon? Larry? Randy uh, Shannon. No, he was a DC. I don't see color. Damn it. Oh, well, uh, it doesn't matter. Who's he talking? With that exception, hold on, hold no, 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 no. We can't, can't get you this. Can't just, we can get who took over for Butch Davis. Oh, you're talking about uh, Erickson, Dennis Erickson. No, Dennis Erickson did not take over. Uh, damn it! What's all right? Fine, since we can't do it. Dennis Erickson. Then there the was first. Butch Davis. Then there was did Larry guy. Coker come in. Larry After? Coker. That's exactly. We, we said, said that. Larry Coker. Damn it! You need to listen, Josh. <laughs> I never heard Larry Coker. Larry Coker was said multiple times by me and Carrie. <laughs> That didn't that didn't happen. That's a lie. He's one of that Oklahoma's own. How could you forget yeah. it? To listen his, to this podcast, his, brother, his brother was the principal at Tuttle High School who told him about Jason White. Al? I tried to Al Coker. Is I, it, I, I, that name I thought so. <laughs> no, Regardless, Terry. at this point, had other than Coker, who obviously he won a national title the year after Davis left with a team that like Maybe any of the, the four of us could have coached a national title. Probably uh, almost the equivalent of the 85 Bears on defense. Yeah. Yeah, that roster is still one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Um, anyway, with that exception, has anybody ever stepped into a – I guess it's probably wrong to call Butch Davis like a legend, but like has anybody filled in better than Riley took over for Stoops kind of in that situation? Like I can't think of any well, – Why do you think Ohio head. State's doing what they're doing? Because of Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Yeah, when the right. when really the coach good. designate fell out of favor after Mac Brown and yeah, Muschamp. Will Muschamp and this is the new coach in waiting, basically. Hell, is naming that guy, that, the, just naming him. Do yeah. you, you remember who the coach in waiting in Kansas State was? It was yeah. freaking James Franklin. Oh, really? When? He was there. When was James Franklin there? Really? Um, oh, with Ron Prince, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see. When was he at Kansas? I thought he was with... Um, am I wrong about that? I feel like I'm right about that. Did you smoke a spliff before we started <laughs> this? Josh, what are you doing today? No, he was Kansas State 06, 07. Okay. Yeah, he was there for two years. I didn't even realize that. I did not yeah. realize that. And then he went to Maryland and then obviously Vanderbilt and now he's at Penn State. Okay, I was wrong, though. He he wasn't on Snyder's staff. I thought he was with Snyder for a year. So, so he came in with Ron Prince, or Rob Prince. Yeah, he's to follow Ron Prince, Prince, which Ron is Prince. a great way to go. He was one of the coaches that had to run stadiums, yeah, Ron, probably. Ron Prince, one of the most legendary stories of all time, <laughs> is making his assistants run, run stadium stuff. If I was on that staff, I, that, I literally, literally would have got on camera to tell him to f*** himself. Not running stadium Ooh. steps. Do you know where Ron Prince is now? 
he was just rumored to is it uh did he just take the Howard job? See the head coach I, at Howard now? I haven't heard that. He is an offensive analyst at Michigan right now, is the last hmm. known. Well that's why they're so okay, they're I, so good. I think his, uh, it makes total sense. I think his name has been floated out there to take the Howard head coaching job. And the only reason I know that is because I remember thinking how weird that was. Not weird, you know, but like just the like Howard I, alumni are like, hell no. Uh, we don't even want him. Probably it's one of those situations that they need him more than he needs them. I'm going to be interested to see uh, what Ryan Day does to the Big Ten moving forward because well, is, he destroyed that old man at Michigan that everybody thought was the god, its defensive coordinator. Oh, yeah, the guy that was running. Talk about another guy that was running his mouth and his ass couldn't cash the check. That was... Uh, is 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 it him? Is Ryan Day the the genius behind everything at Ohio State, or is it Kevin well, he's Wilson? He's the he's the Chip Kelly disciple. Okay, uh, so he's I been mean, with Kevin him in the Wilson, NFL. He's I mean Kevin Wilson's as close as I've ever seen before Lincoln to offensive genius. Was Ryan Day with Chip Kelly at in the NFL, or was he an Oregon? guy? No, he was with him at uh, New Hampshire. He played for oh, him at New Hampshire. Okay, because I just like I, until this year. I'd never really heard of the guy. I hadn't either. Had yeah, other people? I mean, I mean, was he not, like a, a name in the in college the college ranks? I, I the first time I'd ever heard of him was when he took over play calling from Kevin Wilson. Yeah, I mean, you can't argue with what he's done with Dwayne Haskins, though. No, Dwayne Haskins pretty good. Or what he did to Michigan, Ohio State. They have they have some speed on that team. Man. You know what's funny is. I saw yesterday people talking about this too. Is you know everybody and obviously Urban Meyer is a good head coach. She's a really good head coach. She's very accomplished. Three national championships, whatever. People act like he pulled them out of the depths of hell. When yeah, Jim Trestle was winning national championships before he got there, Jim Trestle was like 168 and 22 at Ohio yeah. State. Yeah, like, it's not like he exactly just went to a place the cupboard was bare. I mean, Luke Fickle shit down his leg and went six and seven, but. Did they basically fired? He was an interim guy for the for that year, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. But the tattoos, Eddie. Don't forget about the tattoos. Yeah, that, tattoos. Isn't that a small thing? Looking back on it, that's just a footnote in the Big Ten history when you have <laughs> defense it's a coordinators. Ohio State coaching in, history. In yeah, Think yeah, about shit. how their guys keep going out. Brandon yeah. Gall had a great tweet about it the other day. It's insane. Ohio State guys always seem to leave under crazy circumstances. There's no doubt about that. I mean, like Earl Bruce, the one that probably was the easiest and is, you know, related to our buddy Zach Smith, friend of the pod, um, <laughs> Glad he's went done. out after dismissing Chris Carter, who obviously went on to do some decent football things. It's wild. Absolutely you start with Woody incredible. Hayes. Yeah. yeah, Woody Hayes punched Woody the guy Hayes in the throat. Punching. You know, like, insane. Can you imagine that have, if that happened today oh. on Twitter? Oh, Bob Knight, yeah, that, 30 for 30 is really good, by the way. I watched it the other day. I, I mean, I at times you could have... That's not fair, actually. You're going to call Maybe. over that one. <laughs> I'm erasing that. Allegedly. <laughs> Mark it. Allegedly. I am marking it. Just be a big, long beep. I'll be. I'll do an eddy to myself. You should just say... About her? <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know what we're talking about. Unbelievable. Carrie, that's just, that's awful. Oh, my God. Okay, stop it. You force, 
forcing me to delete an entire segment now. Don't delete it. All right, where did we where did we jump off? <laughs> well, we were trying to wrap up the Big Twelve, which I think we did adequately. Yeah, we did that. Um, Kyler Murray up for the Heisman this week. We did have a chance to talk to him. Uh, we had a, a media session Monday night, and I thought he had an interesting that was take on. He basically because here's the thing, Kyler Murray. That was as open yeah. as you get Kyler Murray. Like he, was a, he was obviously very happy about the uh, the <laughs> happenings in his life. And see, I was kind of hoping that this would... It, it was almost like a mini bowl game you know, media session. Yeah, because it was. that's usually when guys are letting loose and you can ask them, you know, you get detailed into things. Like, I remember last year I asked Kel Gundy about whether he wanted to be an offensive coordinator again, and he was pretty candid about that stuff. And so... Kyler, I'd asked him kind of just, you know, kind of one of those questions about just to see what he would say about just his journey so far. Was there, was there somewhere that you really grew off the field in those two years that allowed you to have this type of year just personally? I think uh, a part of it's, you know, I, I thank Baker for sure. Uh, you know, he probably, he doesn't know it, but I mean, I, I thank him more than he, like I said, you know, I'm appreciative that, you know, I did get the, you know, the opportunity to, Obviously, no kid, you know, no competitor wants to sit for, you know, the, the time that I did. But I don't think I'd be here right now or playing the way I am if, if I didn't, you know, get to see how it's done uh, and, you know, watch him do his thing. Um, and obviously having Coach Riley there to help me along the way, uh, just competing against him every day. I mean, whether he knew it or not, I was going, I was, you know, those you know practices were my game day. So, uh, yeah, I mean, thankful, you know, to have Bake in my corner, um, Coach Riley and just, just trying to get better every, each and every day is, is part of the process. And see, what's weird about that is people that that didn't cover, you know, that weren't there when they were both there at the same time. They, I'm not saying they're opposite personalities, but they're two very different personalities. Very close to it. Like, like Baker, I think, always wanted to be as cool as Kyler was, or be considered as cool as Kyler. Whereas Kyler, he had the swag. I mean, it was just he was <laughs> bathed the pinnacle in, of cool. He was bathed in swag. He's a millionaire. Yeah, I mean. And Baker, you know, he was a he was a rich kid, and you know, uh, you know, walked on. He wasn't an All American. He didn't. He never. He did lose games when he was in high school, although he won state championships. Like Kyler was seen as the the mountaintop of QB one, basically in the state of Texas. And so Baker had to kind of fight for everything that he got. Kyler was kind of put on a pedestal by everybody. And you could see, like, when they would talk about each other, they it was playful, and I don't think it was ever in poor taste or, uh, like, it was it was uh, mean-spirited or anything. But, like, you could always tell there was a rivalry between those two. Well, he said as much on Monday, just as far as during that year that he had to sit out. It was, he his game days were practice days. That's what he just said. Yeah, and that's uh, basically just what, kind of reinforcing it is that I think that they did, compete that competition between both of them mm -hmm. i think in the long run if you asked them they it, it's kind of cliche to say but it made both of them better when you know every day i mean and i'm sure they probably trash talked about if i was out there i'd do i'd be doing better than that yeah for i sure. mean absolutely that kind of stuff yeah no i i definitely think that that happened but kyler is never going to be one of those guys that would ever admit somebody could do something better than he and baker's the same way it's almost I don't know if fortunate's the right word for Oklahoma fans, but 
it's insane just to kind of think like, and I'm sure Austin Kendall should, he should write a book deal right now. He should get a book deal because <laughs> he has been, but he's literally sat behind his, these last three years, he sat behind two of the better quarterbacks to ever play the game. Statistically, they're two of the best quarterbacks to ever play college football. Yeah, It's insane to think about. Like it's really unlucky on his part, but I mean, then again, at the same time, he can step in next year and I guess win the job or transfer or do whatever. But the only person I know just, that had, he has a very unique look at it all. I think the only person I know that had worse luck is Keith Nickel. He lost yeah. the job to yeah. Sam Bradford well, and then he transferred to one, Michigan he State. Has nobody else to blame but himself. That's because he wore Timberlands and a Bluetooth. <laughs> you are not a Keith Nickel fan, were you? No. But then he he went and he he had to sit behind Kirk Cousins at Michigan State. Like, yeah, but then he yeah that is true. I didn't even think about that. He did catch the game winner though on that yeah, Mary against Nebraska. So he, he'll always have that. Well, he's smart enough to switch to receiver. But I mean, the the thing about you know Kyler and this ride is we t- you know a lot of that stuff was you know it it should be appreciated that he did this in just a year and it's not yes he played at Texas A and M but he only started one game. When he was a freshman, it was against South Carolina, and they won. But still, to come out and have the it took Baker three and two years at OU before he put together one of the best seasons that had ever been. Kyler did it right, right from the start. I mean, it's amazing. Did he do it? And he's done it in a different way. I mean, obviously, the two thousand yard receivers are gonna are a you know a big asset to have having a guy like Marquise Brown's. Obviously, pays dividends. Uh, same with C.D. Lamb. He's made some unbelievable grabs. But, I mean, when it's really come down to nut-cutting time at, at moments this year, Kyler gets it done with his legs. I mean, obviously, yeah. a God-given talent to be able to remove that fast. But you actually, I think the one thing about Kyler is you actually feel more confident that, when it's third and ten than you did with Baker. Just because he, he's able to bring the ball down and yeah, run? right. Yeah. Like, I... He'll never answer it. You'll never get the. You'll never get a, an answer from Lincoln Riley. But I would love to know. Two minute drive for a national <laughs> championship. Who are you taking? Like I, I, it could be. It could be. And argued, all of a sudden, you have them both and back it on your debated. bench. Yeah, yeah. It can, I don't know who I'd go with. I think I. I, I honestly, God, I don't think I would have ever said this a year ago. I might take Kyler. Lincoln Riley might have invented an entirely new offense if both of them had been eligible again. That's the kind of the big thing in a couple of text groups I'm in is looking back on it, knowing what you know now, should they have used Kyler more in the Rose Bowl last year? That's good. It's hard, it's hard to say no. Yeah, that's a lot more legitimate argument than Paul Thompson, Jason White, or, oh, or oh, Sugar yeah. Bowl 2003. It pales into comparison. Man. Yeah. That's a real, like I can get by, like that's that like, summer drove me insane more than any summer ever. Like, I can get behind listening to people fight about that. Yeah, absolutely. That's a legitimate it's fight. A, it's debate. a legitimate question, debate, summer program, summer series, whatever you want to call it. The one thing about Kyler that I found interesting, and I do believe him, is that if he loses the Heisman Trophy, I don't think it'll crush him. I don't think no. it'll destroy him. No, because I think that it's almost, and it's almost unfair to say this about Kyler, but it's almost like base, this this whole football thing has been just a fulfillment of him being able to say that he can do it to himself. Yeah, this yeah. It's for nobody validation. else other than him. Yeah. Here's here's Kyler talking about uh, his expectations. I, I mean, I'm not going into it 
If I were to lose it, I mean, I wouldn't be disappointed. You know, it, it's for me. I'm going into it just expecting, you know, just to be grateful for the opportunity to be there. Uh, obviously, we got, you know, Dwayne's having a great season. Two is having a great season. Um, and for me, I'm just blessed to be a part of it. Honestly, I, I don't. I'm not going into it, you know, thinking, oh yeah, it's mine. I'm gonna win it or anything like that. I'm just going into it, you know, clear eyes, just open-minded, and just, just have fun. I thought he was about to do it. Clear eyes. I thought he was about hearts, to do it. Full can't lose. <laughs> and why does Kyler keep throwing out possibly? Like, he's talking about last year possibly. I, like, I think why that, does he keep doing that? Because I, I think that there's not a chance that he's going to come back, but I think there's just a, in his heart, it's going to be really tough to put up football. Right. It's going to yeah. be really tough to walk away. In his hard heart, he believes he can do both at the highest level possible. He's not ready to say that that one chapter of his life is done. I want to ask him at the bowl game, are you going to keep up academically? Like, or are, where are you academically? Like, is it even possible? To come back? Yeah. I don't understand how the Major League Baseball contracts work as far as is are there we any, have to see it. I mean, are there any leeways? Are there any outs that he has as far as I know they let him play this year and they've been upfront about that. Like, for instance, he couldn't. I guess I know this for a fact, but he couldn't go play baseball this summer and come back and play base, uh, football. There's no way that could happen, right? I don't know. Like, I'd, I'd have to see the contract. NCAA wise, though, can you go play Major League Baseball this summer? And come back and play yeah, football. Yeah, people have done it in the past. Ricky Williams did it early in his career. It's so Texas. did the uh, the kid at, uh, play quarterback at Clemson. Uh, that played was first round pick of the Rockies, uh, Kyle the, Parker. Yes, right. So who's to say that he doesn't go to spring training, plays for a couple months, has a decent rookie ball year, and then at the end of it, he just tells the A's, you know what? I'm, I'm going back to school. I'm retiring from baseball. Well, then they're going to want their money back, right? I, the money thing I know is a lot for a lot of people, and I'm sure it's a lot for the Murray family. It's never struck me as the number one reason he would go play baseball. Here's the other part of it, like, though. I, I think that they're financially, it's not a situation that mom and dad are relying on Kyler to go play baseball, if that makes sense. They're not poor. That's what I'm trying to say. I want to come back. to the, cause I have another point I want to make on this, uh, but I want to remind you guys, uh, Coop L works. We don't have a player to watch this week because there's no game. Uh, but Coop Works, fine sponsor of the program. Uh, make sure if you're watching your bowl games, uh, if you're watching your NBA, whatever, you want a, you want a great beer for you and your friends to enjoy, uh, go pick up some Coop Works. Uh, the uh, Horny Toad Blonde, the F5 IPA, those are some of our favorites. Uh, the Native Amber, which I think Josh is really wanting to try. Um, and right now, seasonally, they've got four different seasonal beers and right now, that's, they've got the Grand Sport Porter. That sounds a great, especially as freaking cold as it is right now. It's a great beer to have. Uh, some hints of chocolate and coffee in it. Uh, so go check that out. And uh, get, go to your li- local liquor store. they got the 12-packs of the Horny Toad and the, and the F5. So you can get those. And just a lot of great stuff. So they've been in, uh, in Oklahoma City for nine years making craft beer, beers. And uh, go check them out. Coopelworks.com as well. Here's the thing to me about Kyler, is like, he'll have put, let's say he wins a Heisman. It'll be the most unique career for a superstar 
in OU history. Because he, he played one year as a starter, won a Heisman, and then went into another sport. Like, went to play baseball. Let's say he never comes back to football. But you know what? That could be, when you talk about, if he becomes, because like Kyler for baseball, you got to know, like the, even the commissioner's office is like, this could be really good for our sport. Oh, if we have a Heisman Trophy winner, those people becoming, have no idea oh. how to. They've ruined Mike Trout. They're not I know, gonna, I know. They're not going to know how to use Kyler Murray. But I'm saying that gives them something it that should. a lot of people do. It should give them, you know, if if he becomes a great player, an All Star, and he also has a Heisman Trophy, like you can't deny that that is one of the greatest athletes on the on the planet. And, I mean, let's say it turns around and baseball doesn't screw him. That's also great for the University of Oklahoma. If you have, you know, the, I mean, just like it is, I guess, you know, Blake Griffin or Buddy Hield's getting pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. But to have someone in baseball like that, well, and I, the A's would be stupid not to market him as the next Bo Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I know OU's kind of the Kyler nose thing, but even going back to uh, baseball, uh, baseball season, I remember talking to people around Eldo Mitchell that. New scouts that had known people, not in front offices, obviously, but the idea of marketing him as the next Bo Jackson mm-hmm. was very, uh, was something that the Oakland A's really, really liked, I guess is the best way to say it. I would think if he wins the Heisman in Oakland, they've got billboards up all over the place Absolutely. saying, Congratulations, yeah, Kyler, sure. in an A's uniform. Absolutely. And it, I mean, if the A's are in contention in the playoffs, guess who's getting called up to be a pinch runner? There's no yeah. doubt about oh, it. Oh, God, yeah. Without a doubt. So, yeah, I mean, I look, I know people are going to be like, God, it would be great to have him for another year. I wish you could have seen what he could do in the NFL. You know, OU's got to keep putting people in the NFL. He could be something completely different that could really elevate your program's profile. So, I mean, if he goes to baseball, stays in baseball, OU fans should root like hell for him to become one of the best players in the, in the game. Basically what you're saying is we're going to drag this thing out until the football season starts next year when he's not on campus. Oh, God. I mean, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. Are we going to have to do weekly Kyler Murray minor league reports? I mean, if you have to send me to Scottsdale, <laughs> we got to do what we got to do. That's what you got to do. I'm not or so May- sure that no, we might in, do that every once in a while. They're in Mesa. They're in Mesa. Mesa, and then he'd probably play rookie ball. I don't know where Oakland's rookie if he doesn't get off to a nice Thursday. start, what's going to happen? How, think like that, if oh. he struggles? Yeah, if he struggles. He does that, Cape Cod-type numbers? Mm-hmm. What about the uh, the Arizona League? Vermont, Lake Monsters, pretty sweet name. Uh, the Belloy Snappers. The this could be the Ports. league that he's in? Yeah. I mean, if he ever gets to AAA, I'm for sure going out to see, his, see him play. The 51s out in Las Vegas. Yeah. They're not the isotope, or that was uh, New Orleans, wasn't it? Were they the isotopes or whatever? Or that's uh, the, no, they're the, the Zephyrs. Uh, they were the Zephyrs. They were, and now they're something really, really strange. I think I'm thinking of uh, the Simpsons. You are thinking of the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> the Springfield isotopes. Anyway, um, okay, so moving forward, should we talk about Alabama or should we talk about defensive coordinator? Or should we talk about recruiting? Let's do a little bit of 
recruiting that turns into defensive, defensive coordinator because okay. I think that a lot of stuff defensively, particularly in the recruiting realm, has a lot of question marks that go along with it as far as the defense coordinator situation. Let me ask you this. Uh, what's more likely, that Bob Diaco is not doing recruiting visits because he's responsible for putting together the game plan for Alabama or because... Well, I think we know the answer. We're not going to say. <laughs> or is it just because he's not going? They know he's not going to be around. Or is it because he's not a great recruiter? Or is it because he hasn't been around long enough as a full time assistant? They don't want him recruit because he hasn't been recruiting guys. I think there's a little bit of all of it. Maybe the more so the uh, the last one. As far as he just hasn't been around, he doesn't know the guys. It'd be a little weird to send somebody yeah. in that hasn't been recruiting people to come in and give a pitch to a school that and judging you might by, not be employed by in a month. Judging by his YouTube videos, uh, maybe he wouldn't make the best impression know, he's had since at times. October 7th to really get to know some of these kids in a full-time role. and just seems like it just is not happening at all. Josh, has any kid even mentioned Bob Diaco to you? No, not no. one. I mean, I, make, there, I, I waited for a while to kind of see... Like, let's see if it happens naturally. You know, some guy said, oh, yeah, you know, Coach Diaco calls me every Sunday or whatever. But the guy that seems the most obvious candidate is Joseph Wete. And I talk to him regularly, probably every three or four days we kind of catch up on what's been going on. He's never had a conversation with Diaco, to my knowledge. Wow. And I believe Oklahoma is coming in Thursday or Friday of this week, and it will be Shane Beamer and Lincoln Riley. I, think that's I don't know telling. what else you have to say. Yeah, I mean that that seems blatantly like he's not part of the long term plan. It seems like Calvin Thibodeau is the one guy you continually see on the defensive visits, along with Lincoln Riley. Yep. Yeah. Is, um, is, is, is he the most? Well, I don't know. It's just that's who they're visiting right now. The defensive line when they went Jamal Morris, Kerry Cooks was there. I've seen. Yeah, I've seen sure. some Kerry. So Cooks I stuff think out it's there. just based on who they've seen. Marcus Hicks. They've seen Corey. Probably see Derek Green. I, I think it's just more was based Tibbs on Tibbs and Lincoln, that. were they with uh, Marcus Hicks? Uh, not Lincoln this time around, but I'm sure he'll be making that way again okay. in the next week or so. It was just Tibbs on Sunday. What I thought was interesting is you had, um, like you guys mentioned, McNeil, excuse me, uh, Thibodeau and Riley and Ruffin McNeil go to see Marcus Stripling and David Aguebu in Houston on Monday. Guys so, that aren't committed. And, yeah, Stripling yep. we knew about. Aguebu, I found out rough and went on that trip as well, which shouldn't be surprising. They're both Katy area guys. Their their high schools are about twenty minutes apart, so it's it's not that big of a reach. Um, what I what I do find interesting is that the next night they go to see Corey Roberson, and Lincoln is there, and Calvin is there. Ruffin is not there. That, but he's already committed, a long time commit. But he yeah, and, and, oh, he's but, a long time player. But so Ruffin I, is I his guy too, right? What's I that? mean, Ruffin's been his main recruiter, right, Robertson? No, no, no. It's been no. Yeah, oh, has it been Tibbs? Okay. It's just I, I don't know. You know, like I, I did. Ruffin have something he had to get back. I mean, it, it could be something completely unrelated to recruiting decisions or staff decisions or anything like that. He could have, you know, like you said, with Diaco, may have been get back and spend a little time game planning. Could have been anything, but it's just an interesting thing that Corey Robertson in the same city didn't see the current defensive coordinator 
but the two uncommitted guys did. I don't I don't know what to make of that. That that was just a weird little thing that I kind of came across. If if Ruffin doesn't see Derek Green, then we'll know something's really up because that's been his boy the the entire time. Yeah. There is and I don't think there's anybody more on board with Green than Ruffin. So right. that, that'll be And Green said publicly sides. like Ruffin is his guy. Yeah, like, I mean they're from the same area. I mean that's where the whole connection started. Plus, I mean, you know, he decommits, but then he comes back, and then he recommits, and it's just like you would think you would definitely want to have Ruffin out there, just to to calm any kind of fears or concerns yeah. or questions. Because he has he said, has there been any activity with Green that suggests he might be wavering? I have heard talk of him taking a Vanderbilt visit the weekend before signing day. I don't know if that'll happen. I don't know. Mm. It may be one of those things. The dreaded where, week before. Yep. It it may have gotten out before it should have, and so now you know they'll you know oh you can kind of go talk to him and he'll hedge on it. You know whatever they're going to do. Um, I you know and I don't want to speak for Bob, but Bob again, it's one of those things you can you can check me if you hear differently. When I talk to people about Green, I just get a lot of mixed stories. Like there's some that seem like they're on board with him, and there's some that are like, I, I don't know if he fits. You know, there, there's just a, some different conversations. And with all the things that are going on on the defensive side of the ball, it's really interesting who, who's calling the shot here. Like, who who's making that final call of, okay, you know, this guy we want to stick with, this guy we can let go, you know, or, you know, we want to recruit Stripling, we don't want to recruit a, a Guaybu. I mean, None of those things are exactly true, but who says they are or aren't? Because, I mean, if it's Riley, then he's kind of putting everybody on notice that I'm not sure you're going to be in this position to make that call next year. Yeah, and we even saw it on offense last night with Stacey Wilkins with all the rumors about him going Arkansas State. They have Lincoln Riley there last night. That's a good sign. I mean, that's someone... You know, sort of locking it down, saying, okay, we're not getting rid of you just yet. I mean, you want to see Lincoln with every single kid here to know, okay, we should count on his signature in two weeks. The weirdest one that you guys told me about, though, was that Spencer Rattlers was ho- was hosting Tim Kish. That's okay, though, because you're you're going to work your way back. You see these well, I mean, kids. Yeah, because like, Lincoln, people don't realize that he can only have one in-home visit. Exactly. So you're going to make that one next week or yeah. something. I figured of, it was more of, of, of just a, a, you used to live in Arizona type thing. This is your Yeah, maybe yeah. so. I mean, I guess oh, it's, it's, I it's Arizona's Kish's area. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's, no, there's no Kish, doubt. Yeah, That's how I took that it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it, it's just, what's weird to me about this is Riley is going to see so many uncommitted guys already. When like like Stripling and Aguebu, you would think he would wait until that uh, at least next week to do that in home because, like you said, Kerry, he can only do one. That's it. So you think he'd want it to wait as close as he can to that early signing period, especially for a guy like Stripling who's gonna sign on December nineteenth. So you know, but that, you know like what? I when said, you have when you have so much uncertainty and you have probably other mm-hmm. coaches saying like, why would you want to go to Oklahoma? You, you right. don't even know who you're gonna be playing for. I, I would imagine that that's Lincoln's only choice is to get out there as soon as he can, put his best foot forward, sell his vision uh, of why they should still pick OU, even with this uncertainty, and and just get out in front of it. And then you just kind of have to hope that you can hang on. Yeah. I think that's a better – honestly, I think that's the better way to handle it. Especially if someone signs in February. If you already use your in-home now, mm-hmm. that, that'll, that'll be interesting to see. 
and he has something to say, but it's no, not I'm just, coming I'm just out. trying to think. Like, I just I don't know how you would attack it because I think it's, it, it's hard. It's it, it, it's kind of shitty either way you go. Yeah. I mean, you're either going to lie to the it's kid, either the front end or the back end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and can, I guess as long as think? you get your as long as you get the signature, does it really matter what you say? Uh, basically, <laughs> honestly, that's I think that's the way you have to think about it. I, I don't think you're wrong, and guys, it's I've a been bad way to put it. Last but, week, like. When you guys have talked to Lincoln Riley, and we may all assume that we know things, and you know, but he still hasn't even come out and said there'll be a new defensive coordinator. This whole thing is in flux, and there's no way to know where the breaking points are, what what's real, what isn't. Like he knows, and that's fine, but for us, like trying to cover this, I don't know how to read anything because it could everything about these every one of these situations could be looked at from 20 different points of view. Well, I mean. And it's confusing as hell to follow. If he wants to help himself, he damn sure better hire a defense coordinator. <laughs> I don't care if he wins a national championship or not. Yeah, I agree. I, you know I don't disagree. And you know I, don't. I don't think I don't think that there's any question about that. I think that there's a better chance that like I for the people for the crowd that says, "Oh, he's just going to keep Ruffin as defense coordinator." I don't think that's a job that Ruffin McNeil wants. I don't think he wants the pressure or the the heartache, I guess would be the better way to put it, of being the defense coordinator no, at Oklahoma. Right. Now, is he going to stay around next year? Maybe hang out for a couple days here and there? I don't know if he'll be on the staff. I certainly think he'll be part of the program, though, if right. that makes sense. Yep. And especially this if he likes like he living in Norman. be his last year either way. Right. Like, for some I, reason to me. Under no circumstances do I think that Ruffin McNeil will be the defensive coordinator next year at the beginning of the 2019 season. I don't either. No, I, and I don't either, but publicly, Public, and from everything right. I can gather yeah, from these kids, unless you know Lincoln's like, okay, I'm telling you this, I know a reporter's going to talk to you, don't say anything about this part of our conversation, I got you. which mm -hmm. is possible. But to what I know... No, I don't, think Lincoln would, I don't think Lincoln would trust a recruit with sensitive I agree. information. I don't think like he that. would either, but that's the only way that these kids have a better idea of what's going on than what than we do, and we're throwing darts to some degree. Would a defensive coordinator been named had OU not be playing Bama today? I think there's a chance. Then that to me, means the fact that, that nobody's like there is not even a strong rumor makes me feel like this Golding stuff's more real than than people wanted to believe. Okay, but then I just let's walk through that. I just don't yes. understand how that could happen. Like I don't understand why if you're if you're Golding and you're going to take the Oklahoma job. Why does it matter what you've done at Alabama? You don't. You don't burn bridges, especially not Nick's. He's not. He's not okay. becoming a head coach. He's becoming a coordinator. That's true. Which he and, that, is. and I think that there, it's it's important to note the difference between him and Mike Loxley, who's taking the Maryland head coaching or job, or Pruitt, or Kirby. Or Pruitt, I mean, anybody Kirby that's like is going to stay Kiffin. on uh, through the. I mean, playoffs Kiffin left to be a head coach, and it still went poorly. Right. Yeah. Well. And and with Loxley, there's no conflict of interest, Eddie. Like, Oklahoma, is there not a Alabama, conflict of interest? Working for literally opposing forces right now. He's saying going to Mar between Maryland and Alabama. There's no yeah. conflict. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's there's a conflict of interest. Time because, oh, sure. Yeah, you've yeah, got you got to working two jobs. Yeah. Sure, sure. Lincoln's going to be like, hey man, we need you recruiting like all the time, and you know, Nick's like that's screwing me. So, but here's know, the thing that's that's so ridiculous why, why about Alabama. That? Hold on. Here's the thing that's ridiculous about Alabama, is they have coaches on top of coaches on top of like the guy that is backing up Loxley used to be the head coach at Central Michigan. Yeah, 
the Enos guy. Yeah. I mean, like, he was an offensive coordinator, too. It's like, they just have coordinators on top of coordinators on top of court. I mean, Golding, like, he's already been, you know, through this stuff. Like, he sh- he could be... He didn't have to go to Alabama. He could have gotten a, a you know a great job doing what he was doing. But no. the point being, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. But no, I'm just I I think it's if Golding left, they would be fine. I mean, yeah. Oh sure. I don't know. I just I guess maybe I just am having a hard time believing that they would try and keep it quiet for a month. Just how weird would Miami be in all those press conferences? It's gonna, I think it's going to be even weirder now. Oh, it's going to be strange now. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be even weirder now that but I don't know there, that Golding will ever out there. have uh, press. I, yeah, I don't know. I think so. Co-DC will make Unless the they cut. have both of them yeah. well, now, on is, the podium. Is the Orange Bowl, do, are the coaches required, like the players are required, to go yeah. out and have an open media? I mean, they would be, but well, yeah. it, that would be at the, that, that'd be at that the media, media day. day. Yeah. One, one day, and I think it's only like... It's 45, 45 minutes, minutes this year. Yeah. Uh-huh. The- but, I mean, how many, you know that at least two of you would be over at Golding. Like, you have to go over and ask those questions. I'll be on flu watch. I'm just making sure the quarterback doesn't <laughs> have the flu this year. God, let us not go through that again. That was terrible. That's one of the best pictures of Jake Trotter ever. Eddie's to- just going to be over there shooting Kyler full of vitamin B. I will try to find it. It's when Baker shows up unannounced, mm-hmm. and Jake is doing all he can to try to... Hear what Baker's saying. Uh, it's obvious that the ESPN offseason program isn't what the Scoop offseason program is made up to be. <laughs> We're like the Junction Boys. No, I mean, there's, but I mean, like, you know, we use that day, like last year we used that day to interview Junction like Creed Humphrey. Yeah, you talked to a lot of red, Jordan Parker, a lot and, of red shirt guys and injured guys. Like Chance Sylvie would be someone I'd want to talk to. I have a great J- picture Jaqueline of Crawford. Kyler Murray and Grant Calcaterra from last year. It's pretty good. I mean, that that's what you do. You make most, I mean, you just, almost at that point, you have nothing else to ask. Yeah. I'm certainly starters. not going to be wasting time talking to Kenneth Murray. Not that he's, you know, not that there's anything wrong, but we've talked to Kenneth Murray more than any other player this year. Because he's a team who's captain. The, uh, who's the, uh, I'm going to feel bad if you guys just literally talked about this. I zoned out for just a second reading something, uh, something on Twitter. Or who's the guy that you would want to talk to above anybody else? Anybody on this team or yeah. just anybody? No, Bob no, Diaco. anybody on the team. Roster, coaching staff. Bob Diaco. Like I can see that. Yeah. Bob Diaco. Oh, that's a good one. You know what my first question would be? <laughs> Fuck, man. That's just it. That's all it would be. That's all it asks. I thought you were going to go with like wine pairings or something, Eddie. Uh, we'd get to that. That'd be that'd be <laughs> further down the list. This will be the first chance we get to talk to Buki, Ronnie Parkins. Yeah, I mean yeah, no it, it will be. Uh, so yeah, it, it'll be a tense forty-five minutes. Where Can you the- ask Ronnie about his thoughts on me? I mean, just catch up. <laughs> Have you floor. guys patched it up yet? See if he even knows who you are. Yeah, he exactly. hasn't big timed like, you. Some hasn't big timed you yet. Yeah. No, it'll be good. That usually media day is a very fun event. And I, I, I use wrong? fun kind of loosely, but it, it is a good event. And it it is much shorter this year. Is it? Always, I thought it was at least. No, it an used hour. to be an hour and a half. Yeah. Ex- yep. Like no, back at like 2008. I don't think uh, this year's media day in Miami will be as intriguing as mixing as last as the last <laughs> times. But uh, maybe Lindsey Schnell can uh, get called Ooh. up and she can duke it out with another player. 
That's right. It'll be up in the thing. Yeah. That's the side of the last. Over at the oh stadium. That mm-hmm. place looks completely different, by the way. Oh, yeah. They, $500 million it's renovation insane. since we were there Is last time. Is it different time. for us? It looks us? very homey. Our vantage point sucked. Looks, I don't, yeah, I don't well, think it'll be in the corner over yeah, where we'll the Yeah, we'll probably home still have was. the end zone press box It looks very homey, though. I remember. Like, very uh, small. You mentioned, uh, well, it's got like an awning now all the way around, which I don't, I guess that protects from the rain a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Um, but no, you were you were talking about how long it's going to be. You'll appreciate this story. 2008, when OU played Florida, uh, it was getting ready to start, and they had it on the clock, 90 minutes or whatever. And you know how much Sam loved doing media. Of course, Sam had the little cast still on his hand. He mm-hmm. had the George Washington going. Um, and he looks down at me. He goes, how long is this? And I, I just got a big smile on my face because I knew how, how, he, how much he was going to hate it. I go, 90 minutes. <laughs> and he looked at me like, oh my God, with terror in his eyes. He was like, are you kidding me? Well, luckily, luckily, uh, an hour and a half later, they had Tebow come in and then he like circumcised a bunch of kids, <laughs> pray over them before, before they started. Yeah, he was. I remember Bob Stoops sweated up a storm that day. It was outside too. It was right? outside? Oh yeah, it was outside. Oh, that's crazy. It was on the state. It was in the stadium. Uh, by the way, one of the reasons that we're gonna uh, have such a great time down there uh, in Miami is because we're gonna be sponsored by uh, Eskridge Lexus. They are our official travel partner. Uh, Want to remind you guys, it's their December to Remember uh, going on right now. Great deals on Lexus. I just drove the Lexus GS. Kind of like an oversized IS, uh, which I really enjoyed it. Great ride. Um, I know some call it the mom car. But uh, you know what? Wives need Lexuses too. So uh, give Ed Eskridge a call. They got December to remember, as I said. Uh, it's the best time of the year to buy a new Lexus. Uh, you, you're seeing these ads all over TV right now. Uh, but uh, even, I'll say this, if you guys are down in Dallas, uh, give go look up Ed Eskridge, EskridgeLexus.com. Uh, he'll work out a good deal for you too. Just tell him that you're a Sooner Scoop listener uh, or a subscriber. Um, but it really is the best time of the year. They've got uh, all the new 2019s out with special holiday incentives, and that's on top of the special Sooner Scoop price that you're going to receive when you mention us uh, here on the Unofficial 40 Podcast. So thanks to Eskridge Lexus for uh, sponsoring our travel as well down to uh, Miami. And uh, I want to thank Ed and the guys over there do a Fantastic job supporting the, the podcast. Okay, so we haven't really gotten into names with the defensive coordinator hire, uh, uh, other than Golding. The the two that are out there. Yeah, I, I mean, mean Alex just, Grinch and Pete Golding. And I put up a post on the board today kind Which of explaining was intriguing, yes. uh, the Grinch stuff, but I had been tipped off uh, a little bit earlier, um, you know, that there's something that was interesting, which is, you know, Greg Schiano is the defensive coordinator there, and uh, Alex Grinch is an assistant. Ryan Day, who's the new head coach, and Alex Grinch actually share the same agent, which you always wonder with a coaching change. And, and Schiano's name, I don't know, Josh, maybe you could speak to this even more. Um, I need to catch up with our Ohio State guys, but it just, there's like this feeling out there that Schiano is, and maybe it's because their defense didn't play particularly well this year. Maybe that's all it is. But I don't know, Josh, I've always got this feeling that it's out there like Shiano is, even if Urban Meyer had stayed, like he's on the hot seat. 
that's definitely been out there. I mean, it's it's strange to me because the the two years prior when he's been in charge, they've had one of the best defenses in the country. They were they were really good last year. I mean, that's why Oklahoma going and doing what they did was such a big deal because oh, I, I think and I think people and it's just it's the norm of any major program. When you're really good for a while, people don't want to acknowledge that he's lost a ton of guys. Halfway through this season, they lost probably the number one overall draft pick in next spring's draft in Bosa. So, you know, there's so much that they've had to turn over. Their secondary was almost completely revamped this year for the second time in a row. They just kind of shuffled in one guy, lost a whole bunch, brought in a bunch of new guys. So there's been a lot to replace. But, yeah, I don't think there's any question that there was – even before the Meyer stuff, there was a feeling that he was in trouble. You know what's interesting? People have said Alabama's defense is down this year. Uh, compared, and I guess numbers-wise, it's it's proven out. But Ohio State, very explosive offense. Defense is struggling. Alabama, very explosive offense this year. Defense not playing as well. I mean, we've always said there might be a little bit of a correlation there. Perfect time for uh, an offense to win the national title. Yeah, might be. Except for Clemson. Their defense is still pretty good. <laughs> and you know what? This would be very homerific. I just don't know how good Clemson is this year. I think yeah, they're really you. good. I yeah. don't they didn't play but anybody. The ACC's so bad. I, I just I think they're really good. I think this might be the year for OU. This might be the year they the can four. do it. They're one of the four best. But I think Alabama, Clemson, and Oklahoma, I think they beat Notre Dame by more than a touchdown nine times out of ten. Let's not let's not even talk about national championship. If OU beats Alabama, is is this because it's post Bob Stoops and we all know we we can talk about it. I mean, like you know, and we've talked about it before. Like the bump in interest, the bump in our subscriptions, everything since Bob Stoops retired. Like Sooner Scoop has never been bigger. There's never been more interest. There's never been more page views. There's never been you know. Uh, the podcast, I mean, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. Like, it, I'm not saying there's a bubble, because I think it's still got more to go, but, like, if they beat Alabama, this might be the golden age, modern golden age of OU football. Just going to a national championship, yeah. beating Alabama, I don't know that the fan base will ever have be this excited. Well, I think it would certainly be looked hasn't at as, quote-unquote, they had slayed the giant if you will, the giant being Alabama. It's just like back to that Herbie stuff. Like maybe Alabama's not the Alabama that we've known. I just, I don't know. I I, I think they're going to have to get, to get over that hump, it's going to have to, and I think it's still a surmountable hump. Can you imagine like if, if OU beat Alabama, Alabama fans would legitimately think that they were under some kind of Oklahoma curse. Yeah. After the Sugar Bowl. It would be like Oklahoma and Notre Dame. What you, I mean, Josh remembers that growing up. Like, they broke the 47-win streak. Uh, OU, even when they played in 99, the record was like 1-5 or something like that against Notre Dame all time. It certainly plays into Oklahoma's hands, I think, just from a going-into-the-game perspective. There's not a person in the world that thinks that expects them to win. I mean, outside of, like, I know Dennis Dodd has picked OU to win the national championship. Has he? That's Wait, kind what? of a... I think that's kind of more say of that. a... Don't repeat that. Well, I think it's more of a, if I'm right, look at me type thing. I mean, I, I can't sit here 
and honestly tell you that I think Oklahoma is going to beat I can't Alabama. Either. I can't either. No. I just, I, I, you know, at some point the defense, there's just two. If OU were to win a national championship, it would completely change the narrative of college football, in my opinion. Just as far as you don't really have to play defense to win this damn thing. Like, there will be a lot of people, I think, that would be angry that Oklahoma won the national championship <laughs> because it would go against a lot of what people say and how a team has to be built to win. It, it, all the people in the, the old room. people, yeah, yeah the, the committee, committee people. Uh, or the oh. other side of it is there will be a lot of people that will just say, well, they had a historic offense. That's if, what you're supposed to do. If OU wins the national championship, it will change football. It will. No, I, I completely agree. It I will change agree. the way football is played. Completely, 100% agree. It goes, and I'm not saying I'm not saying like the norm. Jim Harbaugh will all of a sudden go total air raid and all that, but it'll be like what's happened in the Big Twelve when Mike Leach came in here. He changed the conference. They'd be the first team to ever be a quote unquote air raid team, even though you know they run the ball and we know all everything that they do with the ground game. It would be it would change. Can you imagine the S- how fast the SEC would change overnight? Like if Alabama got beat by Oklahoma again. Overnight. And Oklahoma won a national championship. Everyone in the SEC would be trying to go to a Lincoln Riley offense. You Absolutely, have to find the coaches, guys. Like, it's already that can do it. Look at Alabama. Yeah, no, that's a good I point, mean, Josh. I, Nick Saban's running an open offense right now. I, my guys, the thing I keep getting into with this game: if you're Alabama, do you consider we're not going to get into a shootout with Oklahoma? We don't want that's a world Oklahoma's comfortable in, and it's not a game we're used to playing. Like, we don't want to get in the 40s and 50s with Oklahoma because they know what that's like. We don't. Yeah. Uh, if you're Alabama, do you go a little out of what's become your comfort zone this year and we're going to run the ball a little bit more, we're going to play a little more like Georgia did in the Rose Bowl last year than letting Tua just go, all right, Tua, Kyler, roll the ball out there and see who's better. Like, I, I don't think Alabama wants to play that game because that's OU's the thing, best chance to win. The I, thing, though, about it is Georgia – I'm sure didn't want to play the game like it ended up in the first half. It's just until right. you face this offense, you cannot prepare for it. Yeah. Yep. Well, and I, I that, mean, it's just like Texas. I mean, Texas did a much better job the second time around. Well, Oklahoma did a much better job the second time around too. No doubt. And I, I think that there's, but I also think there's a, a balance in between there, Josh. I don't know if they want to, just entirely slow the game all the way down either. No, no, I don't mean like they want to play 28-17 right. or something. Like I don't cuz that's just not realistic. Yeah. Um because if they have one empty possession, they could really be in a lot of trouble. But I mean, I just mean, okay, well, we're not going to be afraid to let a clock run down below 10. We're going to we're going to run the ball a little bit more, you know, those kind of things. Because I that I mean, I just like I said it's not that Alabama can't beat OU in the 40s. They can. They're good enough offensively. Their defense is miles better than Oklahoma's. I, I get that. But it's just a game that OU's played. They know what that's like. They know what it's like to be in those kind of games. Alabama has no idea. Yeah. Is Judy, do you think Judy is, his best comparison is Tylen Wallace? Yeah, that's a pretty, I never thought of it, but that's actually pretty good. Jer- Jerry Judy is a, He's a freak. He's that dude have, is unbelievable. He's gonna have 250 yards. Um, you just gotta kind of be resigned to that. And Eddie, Eddie saw him live once upon a time too. Jalen Waddle. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jalen Waddle. Oh, Bob was there too. We were. We'll need we to break out some of the. Uh, we'll we'll break out some of that scoop HD uh, video here at oh, some point over the next month. Jalen Waddle's nice. He was very good. He was and probably the best player on that team. Yeah. 
Yeah, Henry Ruggs is a guy that uh, OU fans don't know a lot about yet, but that dude, that's a tenure NFL slot receiver right there. I mean, he's Alabama. Not not surprisingly, Alabama's freaking loaded. Can OU win so. the game without Marquise Brown? No, no, not a no chance. <laughs> they, they yes, can't, they can. They can't no, stretch no, it out no. as much. They still Alabama, got Kyler Murray. <laughs> they need somebody to scare them vertically, and exactly. there's nobody else that does. Because then, if you can scare them vertically, then you can hit stuff over the middle. So you don't always have you don't always have to go to Brown. He'd be decoy, but he's got to be out there. Basically, a challenge to Charleston Rainbow. So, Charleston, I'm just gonna say you're not ready for that yet. So, if, if that's the challenge and you go out and drop ten and one fifty, cool. He I'm wrong. December 29th, he will be. <laughs> I mean, the challenge. Yeah, and, and by and the way, we have we we know nothing about Marquise Brown. State. I'm not saying that he's not gonna play. Do you think we're ever gonna know anything? About Brown. Oh, oh I, I think when at practices some point they're going to have to because we'll be able to go to practice. Yeah, so. the first 10 minutes, yeah. Oh, they're 15. not going to make him dress up just to fool us. <laughs> I don't think they're <laughs> that committed or that well, paranoid. I, I don't know. I oh, mean, from I the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm Bob. I, I'm, I'm all conspiracy theory. I got my tinfoil on. I'll be there, you know, when they land. That'll be the, one of the first questions that gets asked. And I'll be there to see Marquise Brown either limp off a plane or walk off a plane. What if he does neither? What if they take him off on a wheelchair to. <laughs> To really screw it. <laughs> to really screw Yeah, I, I'm not... Or what if it's one of those motorized ones and he goes off on what the if handicap they, area? What What if they try and, you know, take his wheelchair down the... The, the steps and they let go and he just... He goes tumbling. Well, somebody would be fired if that happens. <laughs> and the same thing with uh, Tua and his high ankle. I'm, I don't have a clue of when they'll actually be truthful. I mean, they know we know he's getting surgery. I think say that uh, that I've talked to and I don't know how anybody would know this, but there is a there is one person out there that is an acquaintance of Dr. James Andrews uh-huh. that says two is not going to play. He will not play in the in the Orange Bowl after wow. he goes under this procedure. So we'll, we'll see. Well, I don't Tua, think that, I don't think that they would have it if he wasn't going to. Does well, that make there's sense? a part of me that thinks that's worse for Oklahoma. If he doesn't play, the uh, Jalen Hurts is the exact kind of quarterback that murders OU. No, OU's never had a problem against the dual threat quarterback. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I know. I mean, and Tua can. Don't get me wrong. Tua can run, but he's not lethal with his feet like Hurts is. You're saying uh, hobbled Tua is the best possible scenario. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, and there's yeah, no way. Sure. Even yeah. if he plays, there's no way Tua's 100 percent in that short of time. No way. Problem is, like two OU, weeks off of surgery. Unlike Georgia, OU can get no pressure on Tua with that offensive line that they've got. They got yeah. no chance. Yeah, I that that might be one of the few games where I'm like, I, I'm not blitzing that much. They got to get turnovers. Yeah, we're we're gonna drop and maybe leave Trey Norwood at safety. I don't know how that worked so well, but that worked really well. He tackled somebody like he did the good first tackle. play of the game. Yeah. It was Humphrey. It was Humphrey. He just had to be put in the safety spot. It was refreshing to see somebody be tackled. Well, guys, and the guy defensively, they played great. They did. I, I, well, could you use the word great? Um, they played. They played solid. They (laughs) played solid. They, they, they played good, and that was the first time in a long time since what K State. Yes, but you know what? All they did was tackle, tackle, and make some plays behind the line of scrimmage. That's. Basically, what it was like. I thought that Kenneth Murray, had some plays. I thought the Kenneth, I thought the Kenneth Mann play before the Trey Brown safety yeah. was maybe mm-hmm. one of the biggest plays of the game because yeah, it put him in second and long. Yeah, tackle the guy for like a one or two yard loss. Yeah, it was second. It, it was one. 
Caleb Kelly wasn't as flashy as he was against West Virginia, but he played really well. And it was kind of like that play where we just talked about with Norwood made the tackle on that bubble that Texas kept trying to run. Yep. He kept getting that guy's outside shoulder and forcing the play back into the middle and not allowing them to hit that corner. And I thought that was huge on two or three different t- occasions. That was such so. a big play for every team during the second half of the season. And yeah. boom, well, now, I mean, this time wasn't working. Just an offensive play was pretty much a big play for every other team, you know, in, in the last month of the season. So just run any play, and it's the odds are good it was going to go well. So uh, we've got uh, we've got a lot of time to break down Alabama and uh, Oklahoma. Uh, I I would imagine we'll talk with our Alabama. I was texting with our Alabama with Kyle uh, last night, one of our Alabama our Alabama publisher. We'll probably even do some stuff together uh, down in Miami, uh, and we're going to be potting down there as well, thanks to Eskridge Alexis. And um, so, there's going to be a lot of stuff, and it, it's going to be multiple pods uh, while we're down in Miami. So that'll be something to look forward to. Uh, and then, of course, Eddie and Bob and I will all be there if they win. Oh, geez. I don't know how we're going <laughs> to walk to subscriptions are going up to two hundred a year. <laughs> Go fund me. <laughs> Yeah, for one month only, your subscriptions will double. No, we can't do that, unfortunately. So anyway, um, no, I promise you, we won't have to go fund our way there. So we'll just not have any money for a little while. Uh, so anyway, any any other business, anybody you you guys want to bring what up? What if I started peddling cocaine around Norman? No, it's not <laughs> happening. Shot, Shit, we, shot down. We could, we'd fly private out there. How about that? I did have a, I do have an idea. I don't know if I told you guys about it. No. I think if I put two thousand on the money line, <laughs> no, I, I told you? Josh this. If I put two thousand on the money this. line, uh, and I, I'd be fine with losing two thousand. But yes, if it meant, yes, if it yes, meant, absolutely, we could get ten thousand. We have to do that. We you want to do that? Yes. I'll put five hundred of my own money just to make it interesting. So I have to do fifteen hundred, and you'll do five hundred. Yes, absolutely. That'd be so much fun. Because be it so would pay for our trip. So pissed. We have to do that. You it, like the idea? I don't love. I don't like it. I love it. So we have two. <laughs> we have two that. out of four yeses. Uh, Josh, are you a no on this? By the way, you know. What if I just say you called, only have to put five hundred? It's called. And I'll pay it's the called thousand. Going big or going home. What if I'm personally responsible for a thousand? Josh, you're personally responsible for five hundred. And I'm. And Eddie's. I'll in put five hundred. All right. Yes. <laughs> So we're doing let's this. Get this let's them. make this interesting. <laughs> will this like? Will this like? I don't know. Will this uh, void our credentials? It might. Ooh, it oh. might actually. We no. should have talked about this. <laughs> Shit, delete, Mark. delete, delete. I love the idea. I don't though. think it would void our. I mean, there are people that cover sports that bet. Uh, I've never. So what's I've the ne- money? That's what never. Is, no, that's never, never come that. across my radar. <laughs> what is the money line right now? Let's figure out how much money we would make. If we bet two thousand, let me pull it up here. I mean, we can cover it anyway, but this would just make it so much better. And I'll say this: bonuses, for, holiday bonuses for new or New Year bonuses for everybody. If this works out, love it. I don't know where the bowl schedule is with the let's see. Odds. Uh, okay, I've I've got Oklahoma plus four hundred. So we put two thousand down. We, what, Mister Gambler? What did we get? It'd be like eight thousand, right? 
Yeah, I'd eight thousand back or eight thousand. Well, you'd win. You get ten thousand. You'd be betting two thousand to win ten thousand. Where right? do we? Where do we have to go to do this legally? Uh, somewhere like Vegas or. So I gotta make a damn trip to Vegas. I mean, I guess I'm going to see Spencer Rattler. There's somebody that could help us out. Well, you, I mean, you're not gonna be pulling him. Maybe we could give the money to the Rattlers when we see them in San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, that'd be after. No, that's after that'd the after, game. So yeah, they couldn't yeah. do that. We're not trying to be bag men. We're just we trying do. to pay for our trip. No, yeah, we want them to go bet it. We want them to go gamble. Is that right? That's right. Correct. That it would be ten thousand back yeah. to us. I think that's right. Are we saying Rattler because we feel like he can make a short drive to Vegas? Yes. Yes, yeah. yes that's Okay, why. I was like, we're all aware he plays in Phoenix. Right? Yeah, no, no, no. He's just closer <laughs> okay. to Vegas. Sure. He's as sure. close as we yeah. get. <laughs> I'm sure that's an. That's almost like Oklahoma City to Dallas. But that, that's, that's a quick I'll point. have to check flights because now we're down, damn it, now we're down 100. Well, no, we can. We'll figure it out. There's somebody out there that'll take a $2,000 bet. Is it illegal oh. for us to do offshore betting in Oklahoma? No. Just got to make sure that it's the right site. That they'll pay us. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I'm not worried about but that. But we go as to, much as, we have to, but we have to go back to Vegas to get our money. They're not just going to mail it to us. But hell, if we got ten thousand dollars, it's worth. Yeah. It. But if they win, then we'll, you're we'll going to California anyway. Oh yeah, we can pick it on the pick it up on the way. Is Probably. gambling legalized in Florida yet? I don't know. I would assume that would be one place where it would definitely be legalized. So we could just do it when we got there. But we don't know if the odds would be... I mean, by then, Tua could be announced as out. Yeah, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't be good. Mm. We need to make... The, if we're going to make the bet, we need to do it in the next couple of weeks. Um, You know what? I'm sure there's some listeners out there that have more... Because I do all my gambling illegally. <laughs> so I'm sure that there's somebody out there that uh, it's under consideration in South Carolina. We'd have to drive up. Not doing that. I'm not Miami. driving to Miami. I've already bought the plane tickets. You know what would be easiest? Be able to do it from here. Somebody in Oklahoma needs to step up, get something done you in the state. You know what? State, I could, I could maybe... Surely one of our listeners is going to Vegas. Is that legal, though? What? Having someone place a bet yeah. for you? Yeah. Sure. I'll just have Fat I mean, Jack as as do it then. Yeah, absolutely. Talk there to Fat Jack. He could do it. Yeah. He could definitely do it. He lives out there, basically. He's out there every week. Yeah. The, the cheapest flight Southwest is showing from OKC to Vegas is 186 on early signing day. I don't know why so I'm maybe. asking you about this. I know Mark Rogers. Yeah, he's you the, don't. He's the we'll get this biggest Lothario out. I know. If if we want this to happen, we will get it done. It and I think for down. the I think for the listeners, we'd be doing a disservice to the listeners and to the subscribers. If we didn't do this. If we didn't do it. If we cock-teased them and then didn't do it, I mean... I think it's, I think he's challenging. Everybody I think it's now. fun. I think this so, would be fun. They're, so I'm. I'm just, and by the way, they're like Eddie is they're all fourteen and a half point underdogs. Fourteen. Well, that's and a why half. you go money line. We can't make our money win or go home. Is what going you're against the mm. odds. So Josh, you're for this. Fourteen and a half points. You no longer think this is a joke. I I didn't think you were serious. I didn't think this is no, something I you would do. Absolutely was serious. Um. You can. No, I mean. I, I'm I mean, my options are my options are lose two thousand dollars or lose seven thousand dollars. I I know seems pretty simple. Yeah, to me, there, to me it's simple. Seems pretty simple. Which to would me. you rather lose? I know which yep. one I'd want. Yeah, I, I Eddie, I know which one you want. But really, I'm not sure. I have to put. I feel bad putting Eddie in this. Hell, Bay Area hotels. It might be three fifty a night. 
Oh God, I don't want to. We might I be mean, talking about two thousand versus ten thousand. Bay Area. Put it this way: live on the streets in San Francisco. Yeah, you can, and shoot up, and poop. Just go stay with your buddy. We're gonna the scoop crew is gonna stay with uh, out in San Francisco. Yeah, that's a long drive though. Yeah, how? Because it's Santa Clara, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And we would just fly out. What? If OU goes to the national championship, Jared's going to that damn thing. Just have Jared get a really nice room. Well, he's being he's being being for Miami already. Or Airbnb. Oh, is he? Yeah. Airbnb might be. At least way. he was showing you us. You know the, what? I, I don't know why we don't do that as a mm. media, as as the beat people, the group. Why oh, we don't oh, just oh. do Airbnb instead of, uh, I mean, the, the, the media because hotel is so. Because you can't get so, any work done if you're not at the media hotel. You well, can't the, get the work so done. It's so convenient, really too. It's a very yeah. convenient setup for the everything. press conferences are all there. They give a bus. You have a bus to take you anywhere. Yeah. They charter you everywhere. They feed you. That's the other thing. I hope Joe Galloway is in Miami. Take a picture with him. I bet he's not since Herbie and, Herbie and, and uh, Fowler are doing the Dallas. game. I just yeah. figured they'd send everybody to Miami. Nobody really cares about the other game. Clemson's going to win by 30. You think Notre Dame's getting blown out? Not blown Notre out, Dame is- but I think Clemson's going to win pretty comfortably. Handily. Comfortably, yeah. I would say... I don't know how good. I don't know how good Notre Dame is. That's another team that... I mean, I think that they're a good football team. I I certainly don't think they're one of the best four teams in the country. They they played a shitty schedule. Through no fault of their own. Yeah, it's not their fault that USC's awful. It's not their fault that Stanford was down this Virginia year. They Tech, a bad State. Michigan's not as good as we thought they were. No, I mean, Michigan, what would Michigan get in the in the uh Big 12? Third? Where would what would they get? What would they have been? Third? I think OU and Texas beat them both. I think they're like Texas. Oh. They're like Texas. I'd take Michigan over Texas. Yeah. I still think that defense. I'm just would saying. Be the yeah, I'm just that. saying they're no, more like fair. Texas. They're not a super explosive. Oh, offense, sure, sure, yeah. And they yeah. play defense. That's fair. I mean, I mean Texas. They, really they played. Play. They played two offenses that had the capability to to hurt them, and one they did well, and one Ohio State just housed them. So. So yeah, I, I, fair enough. All right. I think we're good. Signing day. If people keep asking me, signing day is December nineteenth through the twenty first. Through the twenty first, you have. But everybody's going to sign the first day. You, you'd hope so. Two, two weeks from today. Two so, weeks from today. That's going to be an interesting pod. We're going to figure out how we're going to do that. Yeah, but well, we'll have to do it after. We'll probably do it Thursday or something. Okay, as we say, because I'm, I'm since there's no sure games. Striplings. Yeah, if there's I no know. games, we don't have to. We're about to stay on such a strict schedule. So. Yeah. All right, fellas, it's been fun. Uh, looking forward to next week as well. We'll find out Kyler Murray, OU's next Heisman Trophy winner or not by the time we broadcast. That was a staff meeting, by the way. What's that? That was a staff meeting. The they week- just got. They just heard a staff meeting. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, yeah, that was a staff meeting. That was a staff yeah, meeting. Sorry for that. That's uh, probably as serious as we get, honestly. Yeah, I think Eddie's right. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening to the, the staff meeting pod. Uh, <laughs> appreciate you guys. Uh, don't forget, uh, or do, don't forget, uh, to, uh, check out, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Let's get out of here. There's no other podcast right now. Check out Soonerscoop.com though. If you want to, uh, get By the, the yeah, on, till uh, the, we've OU still football? got the, our cyber 99 deal going. Uh, if you want to get the latest Jordan brand stuff, if you want to get, uh, OU's, uh, orange bowl gear, if you want to get big 12 championship gear. 
if you're going to buy all that stuff anyway, sign up for a year of Sooner Scoop because we'll give you $100 to spend uh, in our gear store. To the people out there, we're chasing Alabama guys, so you know maybe a little superstition here. Sell some extra subs. Maybe OU beats Alabama because of that. I'm not saying they will, but you can't say it's not. So just saying. You can't. Maybe it's time no. to sign up. Join up. Help sign OU Sign up Alabama. for victory. Hashtag sign up for victory. Not bad. Not bad. I'll start pushing it. All right. Uh, Eddie's video, next video, any, uh, any thoughts on that quickly? If you know how to rent a spaceman suit, I would love for you to slide into my DM. <laughs> That's interesting. Oh I'm looking for one. Okay. That's all you need to know. That's all you get. You have to wear one That's to do a video from inside another person's brain. That's just a tease. Oh, God. I thought we were going to let this go. Okay. That's going to do it. We'll see you guys next week. We're out of here. Bye.